Welcome to Chart Toppers, an astrology-themed podcast slash radio slash whatever you want it to be show. We're your hosts, Angela Bell and Rachel Coe, and we're coming to you from the WJRH studio at Lafayette College in Easton, Pennsylvania. What is this show about, Rachel? Why are we here? Why are we here? That's a great question. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. We've, this is a podcast slash radio show slash whatever is coming through your earbuds um, that's been in the oven for a really long time, since we met a year yeah, ago. True. Yeah. So this is a podcast about astrology and astrological events and our friends' charts or charts of people who we think are like weird and interesting or are like figures on campus or in the community and of um, eastern pennsylvania of eastern pennsylvania if and... you're listening from out of town <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're expecting a, a high listener rate from uh from across the, across the globe international um, <laughs> globe we're expecting an international fan base we globe got merch. trotters we got merch in the works <laughs> globe toppers no no that's not <laughs> how it works okay all right so um, what is an astrology chart what kinds of things will we be talking about um in an astrology chart yeah i gotcha so um we're primarily going to be looking at folks sun moon and rising signs if they know it um and your sun sign is um the position of that the sun was traveling through uh, the sign that the sun was traveling through at the time of your birth. Um, so if we're at a party and someone's like, oh, hey, I'm an Aries. What's your sign? That's right. We're typically falling on recalling our sun signs. And so most people know their suns, mm-hmm. but they don't really know their moon or their rising or even know what the chart is all right. about. Yeah, that's true. Except us because we go to parties that are cooler. Well, we just show up and say, okay, I don't care about your sun sign. Tell me your moon and your rising. And your rising. Yeah, that's true. You're right. But that's a good point. Like, if somebody asks you your, like, astrological sign, they usually mean the sun sign. And it's like, I don't know, maybe, is it the main one somehow? How did it get to be the main one? This That's a deeper question. That, that is a deeper question that you. we will explore in the future. Great. Um, because you're going to go first today. We're going to explore Rachel's chart um, on the show today. But I, what was the question again? Um, we, well, we're talking about what this, what what we're lining up the show to be. And so we have these these three um, astrological aspects. And, and essentially they're related to, um, to the position of the planets in the sky at the moment that you were born. All right. So the sun just in general is like... Um, the role you're playing in life. So it kind of is like your main individual personality trait. Um, Mm -hmm. It's how other people see you in general um, compared to the more of the like nuanced aspects like your sun, like your moon sign and your rising sign. The moon is how you see or feel about yourself. So Mm -hmm. your inner most unconscious desires or dreams. (laughs) And then your rising sign, which we'll get into a little later, is your like ha- first impressions that you show to people. Um, yeah, totally. And I should say too, like um, neither of us are like 
astrology experts and so Angel oh, and I no. are both like doing this show as a kind of excuse to like learn more about this thing that we think is like kind of cool um, but there are lots of different interpretations of these things and so like don't take our word for it you know like um, another interpretation that I've heard of rising sign is that it tends to be like what what a person was more like as a small child before they sort of grew into like adult self or whatever um, and so there are, there are lots of different interpretations of these things um, it's endlessly fascinating <laughs> So we will get into that later when we get into Rachel's chart. But Mm -hmm. first, um, just to get us started and get the ball rolling on what we're doing today, we're going to talk a little bit about what astrological event is happening in the in the solar system right now. Um, And I don't know if you've looked outside um, at (laughs) night, but it's a full moon. Um, Is it the third night of the full moon today? Maybe. Yeah, it's I the third so. night of the full moon. Today's um today's September twenty sixth. We're recording on the twenty sixth of September twenty eighteen. Um and so we're just coming off of a full moon in Aries. Angela, what does it mean for the full moon to be in Aries? Um full moon to be in Aries means that uh we are being tested. And <laughs> things are really hard this week and you might be having a tough time. <laughs> I can't really, I mean, again, we're still learning, so this isn't the most articulate way of explaining it, sure, sure, sure. but I do know from sources on the internet mm-hmm. that um, the full moon in Aries means that um, our limits are being tested, we have to slow down and give ourselves um, a little patience. Uh, be patient with ourselves, um, even when life feels a little burdensome and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking about the things that have ha- been happening in uh, our lives this week as being sort of like, uh, like put through the rigor or, or like given a, like a test of sorts. And and so I'm thinking a lot about like. Uh, challenges and facing limits. I'm also thinking about like this really hard assignment I gave students this week, and they're I, all like really struggling through it. <laughs> uh, and I'm I'm trying to encourage them to like stick with it and stay through it, and like don't worry too much about your grade, and just really try to like wrestle with it and understand what's like happening around you and focus what you l- learned on instead of yeah the outcome. Yeah, which focus is hard. on what you're learning instead of the outcome. Totally, totally, totally. So Angela, what's happening in in your life this week that feels like related to this, this theme of, um, of sort of being being put to the test or, um, or uh, the themes of, like, limits and, and finding creative ways to, like, work out problems in our lives? Well, professionally, um, <laughs> I, I did not give my students a challenging assignment, but I did give them a challenging exam. Mm-hmm. And so my limits are tested in terms of, like, trying to convey that learning process mm-hmm. um, and learning that or like exercising or practicing that in the mm-hmm. classroom. Mm-hmm. So that's challenging, but I think I am growing um, from that experience as a new mm-hmm. professor. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm being observed on my tenure clock, so that is also a challenge, but I'm getting good feedback from my peers. Mm-hmm. Professionally, outside of school, my car broke down. I spent a mm-hmm. lot of money on my car. Um, that sucks. Yeah. I, what else, how else am I being tested? 
Uh, the car thing's huge, Angela. Yeah, that's the been, con- like, ongoing for, like, months and is costing an exorbitant amount of money. Like, How that's, long like, have, yeah, this is all Rachel this is all, has to hear when yeah, this they hang out with me. for a long time. Yeah. And last week, Rachel and I were sitting in Rachel's car, <laughs> and Rachel was telling me about how great their car was. <laughs> Fast forward to Two the moon in Aries. Yeah, my car blew up on the highway this weekend. <laughs> so this car thing is just giant. The universe seems really heavy right now. Um, however... What the full moon in Aries is trying to remind us is that we need to slow down um, and we need to gain perspective on some of these challenges. Mm -hmm. And so we have a song for you today Mm -hmm. um, that conveys um, this moon in Aries or the message we want you to take away from this moon in Aries. So enjoy.
And we're back. Uh, you just listened to Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive um, for our full moon in Aries, which is all about uh, challenging times and seeing the value in that challenge. Thank uh, you, Co. And asking for growth in that in that moment. The second segment of our program is going to be going through uh, a guest's uh, song chart. And so what we're asking for, so the concepts sun, moon, and rising are things that we sort of introduced earlier, and we'll, we'll get more into those as the show goes on. But we're asking our guests um, to choose a song that we think kind of represents each of those signs within themselves. So uh, our guests will be picking songs because music is a great equalizer. And even if our guests don't have the knowledge or full understanding of what their signs are, we can at least ask them to pick out music that um, tells us a little bit about them. And today we are going to start off with Dr. Ko's um, son song mm-hmm. um or the song that they chose for their sun sign which mm-hmm. is gemini can you do you want to tell us a little bit about gemini since you do know about your son yeah yeah totally i mean i think first i, I like the way that you said like the songs are like the great equalizer but i also am really excited to have guests on this show who think that like astrology is like such like nonsense um and i'm really excited to like dig into that too and um do you think we'll get into fights I don't, yeah, maybe we'll get into fights. Who knows? It's a pretty small room. That that brings up one rule um, that we do have on the show. Um, we have no sign shaming. So mm-hmm. if you are familiar with astrology, you might know that there are some, um, I don't know, battle of egos going yeah, on. Yeah. Um, people feel very strongly about their signs. And they also feel very strongly about other people's signs. And there's some stereotypes or stigmas around Mm -hmm. certain signs. And so we're not trying to perpetuate those beliefs. And we want everyone to feel welcome in the studio. (laughs) And just because Ko is a Gemini and I, Angela, am an Aries, doesn't mean that um, our... Is it pol- polarities or dualities? Polarities are polar, mm-hmm. our opposite signs, like are not welcome in this space. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, thanks for bringing up our one and only. Yeah, one and only rule for <laughs> being on. Yeah, no sign shaming. And that's going to be really hard for me. I like totally play into all those stereotypes. And I also like, uh, like before I go to bed every night, like spend an hour reading astrology memes. Probably. <laughs> um, and so like I always have like the newest meme in the back of my mind. And I'm like, and, and those are all like essentially based on like st- like negative stereotypes about different signs. Um, although I will say I'm the harshest on my own, but that'll, that'll be a challenge for you. I'm going to really, really try to stick to that rule. So is this reflective of your Gemini side or what is it about being a Gemini? Mm. Um, Good segue. Yeah. I'm really trying to keep us on track here. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Good segue. We could get on a lot of um, tangents. I could get on a lot of tangents. Yeah. Um, Does that have to do with my Gemini son, uh, the sort of like self-deprecating humor? I mean, probably. I I don't think of that as like centralized there necessarily. Um, what do I think of as um, as a sun sign that's a Gemini? I think I know a lot of like um, like people who would call themselves like intellectuals or something who are who are Gemini's, uh, and so Gemini is an air sign, and um, and they're known for kind of like being in their head all the time. Um, 
And so the sometimes I see Gemini play out um, in myself. I get really excited about learning things. And um, and actually, one of the things that I really miss about being a professor is not being a student, um, because I really, really like I'm like hungry for learning a lot of things, hungry for knowledge and, and sort of like thinking deeply about like the world and the way the world is working around me and, and stuff like that. Um, I think that's a great place to start. And I think it, we should get into your sun song and then we will revisit some of the themes and why you chose the song that you did so here it is
That was Fantasy by Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Rachel Coe's Sun Song to reflect, convey their mm-hmm. Gemini sun sign. Yep, totally. Uh, Gemini is a sign that has a masculine element, which means that uh, Geminis are defined as being outer directed or strong through action. Mm -hmm. This is an air sign, as you mentioned before the song, which means that air air signs are intellectual, communicative, Mm -hmm. and it is also a mutable trait right is that a trait? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which uh, means that you as a gemini are flexible versatile adaptable and are able to adjust to your circumstances mm-hmm. so co can you tell us <laughs> why you picked fantasy by mariah carey and what that song how that song might speak to some of these themes as a gemini mm-hmm. yeah totally um, I feel pretty complicated about the use of like masculinity and femininity, which is like an episode long conversation that I'm just gonna like bike rack for later. Definitely um, gonna get back to that. Yeah. yeah. So we'll definitely come back to that. Um, but I think, yeah, I think like it, sort of like intellectual and communicative, like absolutely speaks to me. And I think um, uh, fantasy in particular, like sort of gets at this like being in my head all the time, and like you know, I like. I'm frequently caught like having conver- like full on conversations just with myself like out loud walking around campus right like so my students see me doing this and I'll be like t- like it's as if somebody else is there but I'm like really like deeply like in my head like a- like actually having a conversation or like practicing a conversation that I'm gonna have later or repeating a conversation that I like effed up earlier mm-hmm. or something like that so um so I definitely uh I definitely sort of I see this like um, air sign as like being in the clouds and I think one of the like classic Gemini tropes is like being in the clouds um, and and fantasy really says that to me the other um, aspect uh, I'll talk about a couple of other aspects that tie in there um, one of them is that uh, like Gemini's can be can have kind of like a grass is always greener mentality and so thinking like um either sort of looking looking back I'm often like oh wow like what a great time in life that was and and like in the moment I might feel like totally miserable but like when I look back on things I really only like um I have a much stronger memory for like the positive things um and and looking forward too and so like I'm often that person that's like um you know if I just like moved to San Francisco, everything would be better. And that's like not actually true, right? And so, but I like, I somehow I have this like story in my head that like, I'm just gonna like move away and then like everything's gonna be like great and like grass is greener or whatever. So, um, so my friends kind of check that in me. Um, I would say the uh, last thing that I would uh, mention specific to the sign of fantasy is like, or the song of fantasy is the um, like, fantasizing I think Mariah Carey like fantasizes in like romantic way and like crush like having lots of crushes is definitely like a pretty Gemini thing and and I don't even mean that in necessarily a romantic way but like I have crushes on a bunch of cities that I want to live in and um so like many many crushes I think you're really you're one of the most curious people I've met (laughs) and I think that's I mean that's reflective I think of your intelligence and your ability to communicate um I think it's nice to have a lot of crushes because then you can adapt when one doesn't work out you can Mm -hmm. just be like oh well it's okay because I already have b c and d lined up um 
So yeah, it's a yeah. way of like buffering yourself or protecting yourself, <laughs> but it's also a way of having yeah. like many pots. Um, on wait, the, yeah, yeah, on the stove, on the burners. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't. That's like not <laughs> how that metaphor is should be working. Um, I did not. I did not use that correctly. Yeah, but. well, you made a hand motion, which our listeners can't see, that made it really clear what you were talking about. <laughs> we're still trying to get used to um, communicating only in voice. Ko and I really discuss, um, we speak through hands. Most <laughs> <laughs> of the time, this is learning. We're still learning. Yeah. So, so the next song that I'd like to play for you. Which uh, sign does this reflect? is reflective of my moon in Sagittarius. Here it is.
That was Carly Rae Jemsen's uh, Run Away With Me. This song was chosen by Dr. Ko um, to convey their, this is their moon song, to convey their moon sign um, in Sagittarius. And so can you remind us what a moon sign is, Ko? Yeah, totally. Uh, different interpretations of this one, but um, many of them sort of get this idea of like an inner self or an inner dialogue. Um, and how you see you, how you see you. Yeah. Thanks. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. So how do you see you as this? <laughs> does that, I mean, you seem to be strongly identified with your sun sign in Gemini, yeah. but what aspects of you are, might be more identified with a Sagittarius sign? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, well, so some of the things we talked about before were like a masculine energy and a mutable energy. And those are actually both also true for Sagittarius. Um, and so those are things I, I, uh, I, I feel really um, pretty strongly in myself. Um, and I think I want to return for a minute to like this sort of like conversation about masculinity. Um, and that's, uh, that's what, been like, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Just like what is masculinity when we talk about masculine traits and feminine traits? That's what we're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think like, um, like a, a lot of the times when I see like uh, astrological sources talking about like masculinity, it's like masculine is strong and like feminine is very sensitive, and it's sort of like repeating a lot of these like tropes that I think are like pretty harmful. Um, and and even if they're even if they're not like total nonsense, they're, they're actually like pretty harmful. And um, and in conversations, um, it, I think like as a trans person and in conversations with like other trans friends of mine, I've actually had people be like, F this, this is such nonsense. And, and the way that I've actually framed it for myself, I like I actually enjoy thinking about it and um, and thinking about ways in which like masculinity and femininity like exist within all of us and and sort of parsing apart like for myself like what aspects um, like what aspects of myself like when when is my masculinity coming out and like uh, let like hopefully this isn't like hurting people um, and and I think um, I think like sort of asking the question of that um, and having a reason to ask the question of it has has been like an important place of reflection for me. Yeah, yeah. And beyond the binary, um, we're talking about just like when we're talking about masculine and feminine traits, we're talking about which signs, where do the signs draw their energy from? So it's, you know, when we're talking about masculine traits, we're not even talking about strength. We're talking about you find strength from your external world. 
Mm-hmm. That's like where external internal dichotomy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it just used to be it traditionally in Western astrology, it's gendered or, you know, mm-hmm. conceptualized in gender terms. But we are starting to move away from that. And feminine traits are, 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 you know, getting away from that. It's if your sign is a feminine sign mm-hmm. it's your yeah. it's just where you're drawing your energy from and you draw your energy from like the inner self or your internal whatever yeah and i've seen um i think there are some really great like um queer and queer friendly astrologers out there that that angela and i both follow and i think um we both read a lot of chani nicholas um and uh look her up (laughs) look her up um take information or we like we gather information from her and sort of talk about her interpretations of these things and um and so she's pretty rad and pretty like forward in terms of like queer stuff yeah so in terms of moon and sagittarius Mm -hmm. so a moon sign modifies the sun sign and if you want to if the sun sign doesn't always speak to you, it might be because um, your moon sign is actually making, I don't know, your experiences or your approaches to life a little more complex or nuanced than just reading like a horoscope for the sun sign. So if you're new um, to this at home, listeners, um, a moon in Sagittarius would modify Rachel's sun sign in the bright, in a more bright way or mm-hmm. a dark way. So the bright side of the moon would be um, that you are adventurous as a moon in Sag. You are open-minded, and yet some of the more darker aspects of the moon uh, brings out the more extravagant sides of your Gemini sun. Mm-hmm. Um, might bring out some irresponsibility or carelessness. Oof. So, yeah, dark stuff. <laughs> Can you speak to some of these things? Uh, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, frankly, I haven't done like a total, a, a, like ton of reflection about my moon sign. I'm I'm a little bit new to thinking about it, and maybe that's like, this is kind of meta, but maybe that's a, like uh, a Gemini trait and a Gemini and well, actually, and a Sagittarius trait is to be like, like, yeah, sure, whatever. But I like <laughs> to me my um to me my Sagittarius moon is like the part of me that likes going on road trips, like the part of me that's like. Um, wants to go to San Francisco. That and... wants to go to San Francisco. Yeah, totally. Or that, like, you know, that like isn't isn't that afraid of going on a road trip when my car only has two percent left of its oil life? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like so not always the most. Just you know, the part of myself that didn't do an update on my car and then my car exploded on the you know highway yeah. last weekend. Right. <laughs> so, um, it, well, the part of myself that really likes driving like old clunky cars in the first place, anyways, maybe right, like. Um, and so, so I, yeah, I think of, like Sagittarius is like my road trip sign. Like, really, like nothing feels better to, to or more like rejuvenating to me than just like, you know, having a few days off and like getting in the car and like going, picking a direction, right? Yeah. Um, and I just being in Co's life off the show and outside of our work lives, uh, a moon sign traditionally is this part of us that we don't show ourselves and just in the last year that I've gotten to know Co, like we'll catch up and then Rachel will be like 
oh, I went here this weekend or I went there. I just traveled 3,000 miles. And I would have no idea that they were planning to leave the state, that they drove hours in the night um, very far away and then came back within a 10-hour, 12-hour or 24 hour span. Right. And it sounds I'm like, like you traveled I'm driving the to world. North Carolina to see a bug. <laughs> like, see ya. And then coming back and not sleeping. <laughs> so I feel like I do get to see the moon sign in you from that from cool. that aspect. All right. So um, next up, we're going to talk about the rising sign. And mm-hmm. to get us started, we're going to play Ko's rising song. Here we go. Whatever you want, 
so very special I wish I was special But I'm a creep I'm a You just listened to Creep by Radiohead, and that song is Rachel Coe's rising song to reflect their rising sign or ascendant in Scorpio. So Mm. Rachel, can you explain to the listeners at home what the rising sign is and why Creep reflects your (laughs) rising in Scorpio? Yeah. Okay. Well, so Angela just told me about this when we like uh, took a little break to play that song. Um, where what what resource was it that cited this? The transition from fetus to human being. The only astrology book you'll ever need by Joanna Wolfolk. Okay. I hadn't actually heard that. Um, but how is this? But that rising like that's literally that like it literally is what it is. No. What is it? Tell the audience at home what is oh. the rising sign. Um, the sign that was rising uh, over the eastern horizon at the literal time of your birth. Um, so you do need to know the time of your birth to calculate your rising sign. Not everyone right. gets to, you know, calculate. not everybody's going to know that, and that's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. And we'll figure that out as we get there when we get to guests who might not know that. You'll just learn something new about the chart. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, we ha- we we have a plan. Um, anyway, back to the rising sign. But, yeah, this, um, this is all about first impressions. Who you were as you were, who you like became as you mo- transitioned from fetus to human being, as this book said, which I think is a really interesting image. Yeah, for some reason that like description of it like really irked me, and I don't totally know what that is yet. But fine, I, like, we'll simmer on it. I'm not. I'm not a fan of. I'm a fan of the description, but I'm not exactly like. It's not really what it means. Like we think of it as more of like being how you are goal oriented, kind of like what are your objectives. Hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be like the image you present um, to other people. Yeah, I've heard it described as like you walk into a room full of people you don't know, and what are they gonna? What, what are they going to read? What kind of energy are they going to read from you? Creep. Um. <laughs> Is that, that's what you're telling us. Yeah. So the song that I chose for that was Creep by Radiohead. Um, I mean, it's almost Scorpio season now, right? Scorpio is like the season of Halloween. Scorpio is the season of like, um, you know, like increasing darkness. Um, and and we have no sign shaming, sim- mostly because of the stigma around Scorpios and also Cancers. What? What? I mean, I think so. At least coming at this from an Aries I sun feel like point. I was gonna, yeah, but I feel like Aries and Gemini get so much shade. They do, but you're hanging out with the wrong crowds, I feel like. 
<laughs> again i'm sign shaming we need like uh, a no shame sign shaming we, we need, need like a sign a, um, uh shame like horn a, like a bell yeah totally we should get like a, an alarm bell shame. shame shame okay um so so we're not gonna do that but um but actually yeah i, I really like that that scorpio is kind of this like darker like it's um scorpio is the the sign that wants to like cuddle up um, and it's get ready, intense. like hunker down and get ready for winter. Um, yeah, Scor- so Scorpio um, gets like really focused on like one objective and like really, really focuses hard on like getting to that objective. So it's like almost the opposite of Aries in that way, um, where like I think Aries has like a lot of energy and like uh, sort of um, Loves- distributes that those spurts of energy towards like having a project that they want to start like right now and then just kind of like sort of fall like maybe falls off. But um, but Scorpio is like I'm gonna commit to this thing, and so I see Scorpio, you know, doing that in relationships, in sort of projects, in in like all these different ways. And I, and I see that's like kind of where I see Scorpio myself, I guess. Is it's like intense. Um, Scorpio is a fixed sign, so we talked about how Gemini is a, a mutable sign and how Sagittarius is also a mutable sign. So those are signs that are really adaptable and um, kind of go with the flow. And Scorpio is exactly the opposite. Scorpio is a fixed sign. So Scorpio is like resistant to change, like heels in the ground. Something's changing. Like, no, I don't want this. And I actually really see those like certain aspects of myself being like that. And, and so I really tap that to Scorpio energy. So it does kind of balance you out or keeps you grounded maybe um, in some mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the use of ground in talking about astrology is so interesting because they're like um, I always relate the concept of ground to like earth signs, mm-hmm. um, none of which have been in my top um, in That's my true. like sun moon rising. I have a ton of earth elsewhere, and so I, I often get feedback that I'm a pretty grounded person, but I have a lot of earth in, in other aspects. I have a lot of Taurus aspects elsewhere. Scorpio is a water sign, so this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just not. It's not. Not the earth, but also not the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And water signs are like emotionally really intuitive, um, and and yeah, that's. I like how you got into your radio voice, talking about your emotional self. <laughs> Do I have a radio voice? No, you slipped into it. Damn it! I know. I know. I have a phone voice. I've gotten that feedback before. It's kind of embarrassing, though. I'm kind of embarrassing. I'm a creep. Boom! Full circle. <laughs> Uh, what jumped out at me when I was doing some research on rising signs was that rising signs can uh, sometimes mean like physical appearance and physical features and a physical feature of rising uh, or Scorpios as rising signs um, is that uh, someone with a Scorpio and rising might have sharp features including large hypnotic eyes. And I feel like, Co, maybe you do have some large hypnotic <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Angel, that's so creepy. You're the creep. I'm not the creep here. <laughs> um, I've never heard that about um, Scorpios or or actually about rising signs. In, phys- in terms of physical in appearance? Terms of like physical I mean, this is something I learned anything. today, so I'm just bringing it to the show. Bring it to the show. Great. I disagree. I don't really. Wholeheartedly. I mean, each sign also is associated with like body trait or body parts and things okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah. I mean, we can get into that in the, to the future. But I mean, it's also a podcast, and we're not like showing pictures of ourselves. Though we just started an Instagram. We I did mean, just start an Instagram, but you we're can not going to make us at chart dot toppers. 
And um, I mean, we're not going to have too many visual supplements because we know you only have so much time in the day. But we're just looking for more distractions in our own life. I'm so. trying to repost a meme or two. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's a, a place where you, you can't post it on your regular Instagram, your Insta, or your Finsta. What is a Finsta? Oh. This new age language. Ask your students okay. uh, <laughs> next time you teach. Fair. That's, that's my typical go-to. All right. So what are so we going to do to close out? Oh, my gosh. This is the end of the show. Is it? Is this the end of the show? This can't be the end. Yeah. I think so. Are we riffing or are we just like, it's the end of the show? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, we have to find, we have to do something to like close out. Yeah. So, Dr. Ko, we finished your chart. How are you feeling? I feel great. I feel like I just got out of therapy. It's amazing. Feels like you're still carrying the weight of the full moon in Aries. That's true. You can't. Yeah, I gotta work on letting that go. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank <laughs> you so is- much for tuning in. This is Chart Toppers, um, recording on WJRH Lafayette College Radio. I'm Angela Bell, and this is Rachel Co. Tune in next week, and we'll be taking a deeper dive into Angela Bell's astrological chart. I'm so scared. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah, that's how I feel all the time. Scared and excited. I'll see you next week. See ya. Bye.